Hey, Chris Manning here from Lockdown Cavs. Coming up on today's show, it's part two of Evan and I's conversation with the one and only Martin Rickman. There's a ton of great stuff in there, including some drumming talk, some draft talk, and a whole bunch more about where the Cavs are at right now. Uh, if you want the other half of this, which is basically all about the one and only Colin Sexton, please go check out last Thursday's show. Um, and we'll have hopefully guests coming up um, Mondays th- through the draft and a lot further as we kind of are going to spend a lot of time, as you'll see on tomorrow's show, on the draft for agency and possible trade partners. Also want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Cleveland Cavaliers select Darius Garland from Vanderbilt University. All right, Martin Rickman is back here on Lockdown Cavs. Martin, I'm going to ask you just kind of this. This the cat. This Cavs franchise, we, we've alluded to the coaching stuff. Collins obviously is such a big part of what they're seemingly doing right now. Whenever the season comes back, and we again, we're recording this in October. We have no freaking idea when that's going to be, what that's going to look like. What are just some things you're actually looking forward to seeing what happens with them? Like what, what interests you about this team? Evan and I hit, I think on the things that interest us the most a lot. And we've talked about them for like nine months at this point or however long basketball has been away for us. But what, what interests you about this particular setup they have right now? You know, I'm, I'm really enticed by this strange combination of bigs and guards. I, I, I want to know who's going to survive that long-term. Um, whether that is Drummond playing to some level where he earns another deal, whether he's shuffled out, but a guy like a Kanye is brought in or something, if that's where the, where they go. But I, I, you know, we have been saying for years and years and years that like the Cavs need a, a strong wing player and they just never seem to have one. It's one of the most remarkable things in, in professional sports along with, the Browns and their quarterback thing. It just is so odd to me that it just hasn't happened. I mean, even in the Luke Jackson days, you, you just have this hope that there's going to be a small forward or a shooting guard with length or a small ball four that can help you. And the Cavs just don't have that guy except for the best one in the history of the NBA for the time that he's there. And it's not all or nothing. And so I know that he's not, you know, he's on the smaller side, but I, I think that the linchpin for all of this is the guards need to settle in and that's Colin and Garland. And I mean, you've got Exum and you've got a lot of really talented like ball handlers on this team, but they have to coexist. And then you have a, the bigs, whether it's Tristan or Kevin or, or Drummond or anybody else that gets brought in from that standpoint. And Larry is a big part of that too. But what's missing here is, is right in the center. And, I think this team succeeds if Jetty doesn't start. And that's not a knock against Jetty. It's just he's paid to be the sixth or the seventh guy on the team. 
He's paid to be a 20 minute per guy guy. And he's going to be immensely successful if he's the first or the second guy off the bench. If he's starting and he's consistently starting for the, the Cavs, they're going to be in the same boat that they've been in the last couple seasons. Who is going to be that guy on the perimeter who takes the load off? I, everyone raves about Dylan. Like, it's a shame we didn't get to see him play last year to see what he was capable of. Does he move well laterally? Can he defend? The shooting is obviously not a concern. KPJ's performance is one of those things I we all liked him coming out of the draft. Like, I don't think there was anybody who said that it was a bad pick. There were other guys who were saying, like, oh, I wish to, you know, take this guy, this guy, this guy. But nobody was saying that it was bad when, when they got him where they got him. His growth throughout the season was probably the most encouraging thing I've seen about the Cavs since the rebuild began. And if you get consistency out of him along with another player that you can develop behind him, that's what I'm intrigued to see. It, that's, that's the key to it all for them because the bigs and the guards are going to shake themselves out and they're going to figure this thing out. But on the perimeter with the wings, you, you've got to have guys consistently who can be X factors. Like who do you shovel the ball off to when things break down so that the guards aren't pounding the rock into the ground so hard that – they break the plays down consistently. Like that will take so much of the pressure off of Darius and off of Colin that we're going to see the two of them star. But when they're just like dribbling, dribbling, dribbling until the clock is at four and one of them either hoists a shot from mid range. that's no good drives into four people or just like hot potatoes. it to somebody who has to take a shot that they weren't expecting that those, those possessions don't just add up from a negative differential because usually it leads to really good transition opportunities for the other team, but on a mental level that there's like almost like a sleep debt that goes into that where every time that gets repeated, it seems like you're just never going to recover from it after a while. So, yeah, I think that for me, it's just, it's, it's, you gotta get a win. Somehow, some way there needs to be a small forward on this basketball team who can score like 16 points a game. When, if and when that happens, the team's going to be really good. It's just that's such a glaring hole. Like, if you put LeBron James on this team right now, it'd be a really, really good basketball team. Really, every team would be. But, like, they're built – it's for whatever reason they can't get out of their own head that, like, LeBron is gone. You need to fill that hole in your heart. But, like, they're just not ready to move on. I, I there's, I don't – It's it, maybe it's psychological. I don't know. It really is interesting to think about, like, what the Cavs are trying to construct because – when you look at the grand scheme of it, it's like it's a bit of an awkward fit and clunky roster just with small ball dominant guards or just ball dominant guards in general. Like, like you said, maybe Windler is the option here, but I guess I want to ask you this because Collins alluded to it and I spoke with Kobe Alden when he had his media availability and he um, <clears throat> puffed out his chest and said, like, we support anything our guards say or like our one of our best players and culture setters say. And like Collins said, like, I want to try and make the playoffs next year. And I, I think you and I, you agree with Chris and I am that that's a, a bit of an ambitious goal, but do you think that's the right mentality for this Cavs squad to have like heading into year three of life after LeBron and then just, you know, just building towards something tangible in the future? Yes. I, I, I think they should be acting as if they're trying to make the playoffs. I, I, I don't think you say what Tristan said, where it's like the Eastern conference runs through Cleveland. I don't think you say that, but they have enough pieces on this team that you can move things around where you actually get better in the short term, but you don't shortchange your long-term prospects. 
there's a lot of flexibility on this roster. And I think you're going to know, and normally I would say you're going to know probably by mid November, but like, we don't even know if the season, when the season is going to start by mid November. So we all have to change kind of like our, how we phrase that. But I think you'll know within the first month of the season, whether or not the Cavs are for real. And I, I don't think that the roster that you're seeing right now is going to be the opening night roster plus draft pick. I, I think there, there's at least one, if not two moves to be made. I don't know what those are right now. And that's, that's up to Kobe to, to, to figure out because we know he likes to, to make moves. We know he likes to do roster tinkering. And I think he, as much as anyone sees how unbalanced this roster really is. And it's not just like add Denny and then go from there. Like, I, I, I don't think it's going to be that. I, I don't know what those look, the league is weird right now. There's not a lot of free agents. The CBA is staring down everyone. You're coming off a pandemic. You're back in a situation where it looks like the Western conference has a lot of the weight, but this is where these teams can really succeed is if they take advantage of anyone who's desperate, but also anyone who's in a lot of trouble from a cap perspective. This is the cleanest the Cavs cap has looked in a very long time. And anything that's bloated is on one year. I They're in a position right now, not just to make the playoffs, but to make or break the next five years. And I think that's why you haven't seen any sort of overreaching moves to this point, because it's really critical that they get this right. And this is going to define Altman's tenure. It really, really is. But I, I think heading into the season, you've got to act like, look, you've got two top 10 picks on the perimeter. You've got an all-star center. You've got a, a power forward who's paid to be a really productive player. And you've got Andre Drummond, which he's a very polarizing guy. And I understand that, but he is capable of putting up numbers. Anything else you surround with that, there's a lot of rosters in the Eastern Conference that are worse than that on paper. It's just about guys playing to their potential and gelling together. And if that's not going to work and you learn that through your workouts and your camp, you rotate and you fix that. The moves they've already made to, to acquire assets, assets were really helpful, especially the trades with, with Denver and with um, – or was that with Utah and then with, um, with Milwaukee have been really helpful. But you've got to now take advantage of that. And I, I think – that's the mindset. And I, I'm not going to like squash any team saying they want to make the playoffs. Look, the Hawks talked about wanting to make the playoffs last year. And we all knew there was no chance they're going to do it, but <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a mindset thing. Like you, you want your guys to believe that they're capable of it. Like if they're not talking that way, then you have a totally different set of problems. Yeah. All right. Uh, two, two more quick things here. Number one, what would you do with Andre Drummond? Um, Man, I would see what what's what sorts of contracts are out there that that they can grab that are longer. Um, but that's always what I like to do with mm-hmm. anyone on a one year deal. Now with the play option, you know you can't make that move right away. But has he picked it up officially yet? No, no. and he says a lot of weird stuff about it. So like he was on like a Fubo TV show where he was like, "I'm a free agent." 
And then like Kobe, which might not be just for, might be for a reason sort of beyond like that they, that they don't know. Basically like, we don't know what he's going to do yet. Um, I, you know, we know that he, they've talked about it at Kenshin. I don't think the two sides are exactly on the same page, but just considering the amount of money that is on that option and where the cap's going to be this off season and just the, the lack of teams with significant cap space slash a need for a center. I just can't imagine he's not picking it up. You know, it's just like, I can't imagine yeah. being like in this world being like, yeah, almost $30 million. Like, you know I'm, I'm going to no, turn that I'm down. Not, yeah, I'm just going to – because what, what's the deal that he signs? You know, even yeah. if he signs a 230 deal, that doesn't help him. And that's what it would be probably, right? It would be like a – it would probably be a three, 345 third-year team option is probably what we're looking at. I'm not the cap guy, unfortunately. No, I, From what I heard, it's like he wants 25 to $30 million annually. And he's not and, getting that. No, and the Cavs have kind of cooled on that, and they think yeah. like fifteen to twenty, maybe yep. twenty-two max is the more reasonable offer. And I think that is too. But that's I, I think that that's still too much. I, I, I know, I agree. But if you're trying to keep an all-star caliber center that you basically traded nothing to get, I understand why the Cavs are offering that. But oh yeah, yeah for sure, twenty-five thirty million is way too much. And that, at that point, the Cavs are either look to trade him and or. Just say, hey, thanks for your services. Well, uh, good luck wherever you end up. And then <laughs> I think Andre's the bro- going <laughs> to get a cheap deal somewhere else. Yeah. A healthy life includes a healthy sex life. But if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may need, may not feel like your best self. If you want help with ED, Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe the medication you need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started is simple. Just go to Roman, GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn to get up to 50% off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. Again, that's GetRoman.com slash LockedOn for up to 50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar, and the new improved Built Bar is even delicious. There are six new amazing flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, and, and there's also the 12 original flavors, including one of my favorites, banana bread. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Bill Pars are great for the health-conscious guy. They help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-fiber, and great for a keto diet. And if you want to look at the profiles of these, let's take a look at cookies and cream, for instance, which is one of my absolute favorites. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. You can't beat that in a protein bar. Right now, you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. And you can go to BillPar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillPar.com. And again, I highly recommend the cookies and cream flavor. 
and that's he'll get a he'll get a deal on a winning team, but it'll be like a a mid level to either be on a championship contender or a bunch of money with a bad team. I mean, that's wouldn't he rather it be the team he's on? I I don't know. I that's what I would do with Andre Drummond is I would put it in Andre Drummond's hands. That's that's kind of what I I would let him dictate where this is headed and be ready for the options that he presents. If he's going to pick it up, which that's what you assume he's going to do. You roll it back with what you've got and you talk extensions and you see how he performs and you be willing to walk away because you didn't trade anything of value for him. That's the big thing. Usually when this happens, it's because they've traded for a guy, you gave up assets and you feel like you kind of got to recoup some of that value. So then you double down, down and sign that extension. The Cavs are in no position to have to do that, which is what makes this so unique for them. But also is one of those situations again with Colby where he's like, he, you've got to make the right choice because you're not obligated to sign a 480 deal with Andre Drummond. Like you're just not, I keep it short term, add one year to it, make the second year, another player option, do whatever you got to do to be creative. But this cap is going to be in the Cavs favor. We're not going to see major movement up, especially after the ratings and after all the other things that happened with the pandemic, like this isn't going to be an ex- a cap explosion. So either you're left with 28 million off the books or you've got flexibility heading into next year with all these other guys who are coming off the books. Like I, I, I think maintaining flexibility is going to be huge. Cause like I said, there are going to be a lot of teams that are desperate either heading into the season or when we get to a place where all those, what usually would be January um, moves can be made, whatever month that's going to be uh, March, April, whatever it is um, to do that moving forward. But my big thing, is just, don't overreact any one direction. Like I wouldn't be talking major extensions for anybody except for the core players. And I, and look, are are we going to see this team with Kevin Love on it long-term? Is this going to be another nine months of talking about whether or not Kevin Love's being traded? Like I have no idea. I don't know if my heart can handle it. It's going to be so sick of hearing about it. Yeah. Either, either like just, do the salary dump which you are resistant to do or just like may use Kevin Love to help your young players. So like you have two options and I think you probably should. I think you're right about that'd be the one where I would pick. Uh, Martin, last thing. You, you have what are we fan- doing with Tristan? That's the other thing. Well, That's okay. such a wild question for if, me. If Andre, Evan, Evan, you go first. I've been talking a lot. You go first. Um, From what I heard, well, Kobe outright said that there's mutual interest and he wants to bring Tristan back as long as it's ideal for him. And I think it's going to be ideal for the organization. I know extension talks broke down and it was somewhere around like three years, 27 million. And I think maybe that'll get bumped up to three years, 10 million, or even a lesser deal if Tristan wants to just get the bag. Cause the Cavs have his bird, right? So they can go over the cap if they want to, but I don't know if Dan will let them, but um, it all depends on what happens with Andre. If Andre makes it clear, like I don't want to sign the, extension for what you're offering me trade me makes a lot easier to bring Tristan back but I I wouldn't be surprised if Tristan's back and he is still the locker room guy and the high energy big off the bench just waiting for Andre Drummond to get moved so he can start again yeah I would agree with that and I would say that there is also I mean you I I also could see depending on where a team he could go like I think there are there may be a team Sporges uses their mid-level on just because they view him as like a one-year contending piece like I I don't like I don't hate his fit with like the Lakers for instance if they wanted to oh that was I before before the trade deadline last year I was looking at ways to get him to the Lakers I thought that was such a good fit 
for them. And I still think that. Oh, um, yeah. If, if you want to keep if AD, fit there. if AD doesn't want to play center in the regular season, like Tristan and like one other guy can eat up a lot of those wins. And Tristan will give you a little more switchability um, and, and kind of mobility than you might get from like Dwight or JaVale. Like if you just had that, like Dwight and JaVale is like the supplemental bigs in that team next year, I would feel better than having it being Dwight and JaVale. Yeah, I you know it's funny. I, I I think the Lakers thought the Cavs were just going to buy Tristan out. I think and, everybody did. I and I, so I, they just I know for a fact the Celtics did, which would have been would would have been bizarre for like Tristan in a Celtics uniform makes me like a little like icky to think about. But like that was one of the things that I know that yeah, they were one of the teams that really they really really were hoping he was going to get bought out. Um, and yeah. I I do think they'll have suitors. Is there a world where a sign and trade is in play? Yeah, it just depends on if what uh, what team would be with it. I guess, and I guess it depends on you know maybe that takes the Lakers out, obviously. Yeah, and, and I don't know about the the Clippers. I I wonder if there's a Drummond like trade in some way too. If teams look at this finals and are like, okay, we can take this big center for a year and get rid of guys that don't totally fit. I wonder if you see a team do something like that um, and just patch together like miss salary that the Cavs could either reroute or like get assets to take on or yeah. something like that. I, I, wonder. I say, I just don't know what they're going to do because whatever it's going to be is going to be either really out of left field or it's going to be complicated or yeah. it'd be both. But <laughs> I think that that's going to be what's going to happen. So it's hard for me to say, Oh, I think a major move is going to be made. And then someone asks me, well, what is it? And I'm like, Oh, literally, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you the players who will be involved, but I can tell you that I think it's going to happen. But yeah, I just think you don't go into the season with more than two of the three of those guys. And look, I, I, I am hesitant to include Larry in this, but I, I think one of the four of those dudes will not be on the Cavs heading into the regular season next year. And I think it's also the right move to do that. I wouldn't, trade Larry because I think his deal is especially as we move forward with the way that it's structured is going to be a useful one for them and also the timing and the age and how he is as a vet all coincides with how that build is going to be relative to where Kevin Tristan and, and Andre are but I wouldn't rule it out because he might be the guy that's more advantageous or more valuable depending on what team is trading for him but I think of those four one of them will not be there what what causes that is is where I'm a little bit confused and you can go any number of routes and write any number of articles, but I, I think that's the first thing they need to address. I think that's way more of, of something they need to figure out because it's also the most immediate. A lot of guys are up for re- extensions. A lot of guys are free agents, a lot of guys, whatever. Like that just is something they have to do. They don't have to do that when it comes to the guard situation. And I also do think there's a world where, Darius and, and Colin coexist. I, I'm not a, a, one of the believers that you have to ship one of those guys out um, as quickly as some, some other people have said. But so I think you really just got to look down low first and then see what, what the trade is and who is now on your team after that. And then you can reevaluate from there. Yeah. But I am and- proud of some of the moves that they made. I, I think they're not like blockbuster moves, but I think a lot of what they've done over the last 18 months has been beneficial yeah, a hundred percent. And then last thing, who do you have a favorite option at number five? Oh man, uh, you mentioned Denny, and I'll no, say I like, I'll, I like I'm, Denny. I'm an I'm an I'm an Okoro guy, and I think Evan might be is either a Okoro or a Vassell guy. More yeah, Vassell. I, I think it's Denny or Okoro. I I think those are the two guys. I I'm not someone who says you bring a big in. That's like the thing. Everyone's like, oh, you bring a big. I'm like, why? <laughs> what do we need five? Yeah, right. Bigs? for and you also like let one go and it's not to say that um the Zizic was anything special but like he 
still was capable on the offensive end. He just never really got, you know, extended minutes to show. I just don't, you don't draft a bit. This is a draft where there are a lot of guys who can play on the wing. A trade down is possible. A trade for contracts like this is where the pick could be attached to something to then bring in somebody else. I I'm not of the mind that they're making this pick and that that player is going to be on the caps for five years or even for five minutes. I, I think there's a very real possibility that they're either trading down or this pick gets packaged. If it doesn't, then I would take, I would take Denny or, or Isaac. I, I think those are the two guys you, whoever is there. Cause one of those two guys will be there you take them. Now, if there's like, look, if Wiseman drops, that's a different story. I, 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 then you, then you figure it out, but Edwards will be gone. Ball will be gone. Wiseman should be gone. One of a and, 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 and Denny will be gone. You just have to hope that some team really likes Obi or <laughs> likes Sonyeka or likes Killian. Like then you are in a situation where you have more for the first time, the Cavs actually have like multiple options instead of, they're praying that someone reaches for somebody else. And then they're one pick away from grabbing the guy that like would have been the perfect fit. Like I, we're talking about a completely different cast team. If they were able to get Luca, like, and we all knew Luca was the guy that would have been the perfect fit for the Cavs, but it just didn't work. It wasn't going to happen. Then you're like, Oh, well, I mean, we would have taken jaw. Well, jaw's not there. Okay. Well, <laughs> there isn't a guy this year like that. There's actually like five dudes who are kind of all this. Basically hope someone likes one guy more than, someone else and the Cavs get their person. But I think they're probably targeting like three or four people. If none of them really work out, they'll trade down. And if someone really, really wants somebody else, or there's a dude who's available to trade for, and the pick is a part of it, then you're, then you're seeing it, but this is going to be a weird draft. And I think we've said that like three years in a row. going to be the worst I can imagine. Yeah. I think you're hundred percent right. Well, Martin, thank you so much. You can find everything. He supervises with a great crew, including Brad Roland, Bill DiFilippo, Brendan clean, a whole bunch more over at talent that a bunch of super, super Katie talented Heidel. people. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, Robbie, amazing Robbie Callen, sad Brown's boyfriend, Robbie Callen. Uh, we're very happy. We're very happy to have Martin on and, and come take up all, all our time and give us a bunch of great con. Well, this is a pro con sex and podcast. I said before we started recording, that's also a pro MGK podcast. This is just a pro Cleveland podcast here today with Martin Rick and Martin, man. Thanks so much. Anytime guys. Thanks again for letting me ramble. I don't get the chance to do this enough. <laughs>